Hey, this is Mark from the Boring Bible Cast, and I want to provide a resource for your daily Bible reading. Join me as I discuss any topic related to the Bible, and especially those that help grow your love for the Word of God. Welcome to episode 3 of our Adventures in Theology. When it comes to covenantalism and dispensationalism. Now, I think from going going on from this point, it will be easier and less wordy to refer to covenantalism or covenant theology as CT and dispensationalism as disby. Not to be cute or cheeky, but... Just so it's easier and less of a mouthful for me to say. And so you'll notice that the the subtitle for these episodes will be CT and Dispy. And I hope that doesn't create confusion or turn some people off. But I think it'll be easier. Anyways, the topic of today's conversation is going to be an essential matter in how to interact with those of differing beliefs. Last episode, I had mentioned how I went into this conversation on Messenger, Facebook Messenger, with my head swollen. I had pride. I made a truth claim and imposed it on this set of beliefs. But when in reality, I could not defend what I was trying to say. And so I think it's very important to understand the other person's position before we start debating. I made this mistake when it came to the Israel church relationship. I did not, and still fully, and still do not fully understand the dispensational perspective on Israel and the church and all of its nuances and different branches. But again, last episode I mentioned how it was as if the Holy Spirit had softened my heart and took down a barrier or a wall in my mind that kept me from researching dispensationalism. And when I say dispensationalism, I'm not talking about classical or revised dispensationalism, but I'm talking about progressive dispensationalism. I think maybe later on down the road, we can discuss the different views of those three. And when it comes to covenant theology, you, almost with dispensationalism, you have progressive covenantalism. You have new covenant theology. You have covenantalists that are baptists covenantalists that are presbyterian covenantalists that are lutheran so there's different i don't know branches or camps within the overarching camp but i need we need to understand the position we're going up against And as I've started this journey, I have noticed that my my presupposition or this idea that I took into the conversation 
it was false. I was under the assumption, the notion that dispensationalists were in a way weird or kind of some type of fringe movement. The you know, the John Haggies or the Tim LaHaye's, the Left Behind, the Four Blood Moons, those that are continually obsessed with what is going on internationally when it comes to Israel. I pictured this guy with a whiteboard and pins with thread or twine trying to map out all these different possibilities and connecting dots. But in reality, what I found with progressive dispensationalism is that men, there are women, I have not personally done any research I'm not personally aware of any women that are teaching publicly dispensationalism. Not that there aren't, but I can't personally say that. If we are to give grace to fellow believers, if we are to bear the burdens of our brothers and sisters in Christ, and if we are not to assume wrongly, if we are to show them grace that we want to receive. Surely we wouldn't want others misinterpreting or falsely advertising our position. So in a, in a way, we love our neighbor by when we interact with them, we properly understand and show them their view where they can say, yes, I believe this. So in a, in a lot of circles or a lot of social media, there are blanket statements. This, oh, these people believe this. And then you could have those people from that camp saying, actually, we don't believe that at all. Uh, for example, I was under the assumption that dispensationalists teach that there are two ways to salvation. So in the Old Testament, there's one way, and in the New Testament, there's a different other way. And of course, there might be some guy on his computer in the basement who advocates that. But from the Michael Vlocks, the Robert Saucy's, the Craig Blazings, I know for a fact, and you can find uh, Michael Vlocks' lectures titled Theology 4, and I believe it is episode 5, where he brings that up. Where people think that dispensationalists teach two ways of salvation. So if I was to interact with somebody <clears throat> and say, Oh, you guys just believe there's two ways of salvation. That would not be properly understanding their position. That would be a straw man. I am putting a belief onto their perspective and then arguing against it, which should be rejected. And the same would go with covenant theology. Covenant theology is, like dispensationalism, a, a perspective on the Bible's storyline. You have the three major covenants, the covenant of works, the covenant of redemption, the covenant of grace, 
And even within these camps, there is differing beliefs on whether there is a covenant of works. Like there is like a John Murray, who's a famous, famous, you know, within the Reformed world, theologian, scholar, who denied the covenant of works. So even within covenant theology, there are people who deny these three covenants or want to call them something else. So the covenant of redemption was before eternity between primarily the Father and the Son. And the Son and the Father covenanted together that if the Son perfectly obeyed the Father, meaning the perfect, the law, Jesus obeying the law, purchasing the people, if Jesus did that, he would receive this people. This people would be brought in. <clears throat> and we could discuss the covenant of works between Adam and God in the garden, <clears throat> where there's not necessarily the term covenant, but also there's not the term trinity. So we could impose onto covenant theology, oh, you guys just believe this covenant of works, but if you read Genesis, you don't see anything about covenant. Genesis 1 to 3. There's nothing about covenant in there. But when we realize that there's no there's no word trinity, but we also believe in the trinity, it kind of you know negates that argument. So having said that, having in our mind that we must understand the other person's perspective if we're going to argue against it. It's almost as if the better we understand the, their position, the better we'll understand our position. Because if we only memorize our verses, our interpretations of the verses, if we only read the doctrines, if we only read the books from the people of our camp, there's no arrows exposing any clinks in their armor. And so for that reason, it's very important that we not only understand their beliefs, that, but that we understand our beliefs. But don't, we don't seek unnecessary division, that we find unity in the gospel. And there's something I've been learning lately, that we can joke and have a good time while talking theology. <clears throat> it doesn't need to be so serious. They are there are serious. These are serious matters. But we can joke. I have friends I send memes to. And it's all in joking fun. We don't need to be so dogmatic and so rigid and so heartless in a way that we can't even joke around with our fellow brothers and sisters. And there is truly a wealth of knowledge in other people. Even brothers and sisters we disagree with can teach us iron sharpens iron. And we can grow in the knowledge of God. And it's actually essential for our knowledge of God that we be in fellowship with other believers. So yes, these episodes are called Adventures in Theology, talking about 
covenantalism and dispensationalism, but we can joke around. It doesn't need to be so formal. We don't need to attack. Yes, those people can't be right, but we can unite around the gospel, and we can humbly, like I have found out through my conversation with the guy from Canada, when we enter conversations humbly, wanting to understand scripture, and knowing that the guy we're talking to wants to know scripture just like we do, then we can have an appreciation for that and not walk away hard-hearted like I did initially. So as we go forward in these episodes, it's less of an informational thing and more of a, here's what I'm learning. Here's where I'm growing. And also explaining these different things from a rookie, no, not rookie, but amateur perspective. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If there is any encouragement in what you've heard, any comfort from the verses that we looked at, or any book that we discussed, would you please follow the show and leave a review? Doing so would, would help spread the gospel and would help build up the body of Christ. Thank you. Thank you.